Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So I'm sure you've noticed on Facebook that the 10-year challenge is back. Like we wanted it, right? It's back again. Yes, I know there are a lot of bigger fish to fry, but this is something that I am not really interested in participating in. You see, it kind of reminds me of your high school yearbook photos or your wedding photos maybe from a long time ago when you looked young, when you had everything all going for you. It also makes me think of, do you remember your aunts or your uncles and you haven't seen them in a long time when you were younger and they would come up to you and say, look how big you've gotten, how you've grown. Of course I did. I am 18 now. Um, That is just the way of the world, right? Now, bigger isn't always better because in 2012, you may have been a a smaller size, right? And your corporation has expanded maybe a little bit nicely, right? So although it's nice to maybe reflect on those photos, no one on Facebook actually really cares because, of course, they're going to comment that you look so young 10 years ago and you were hot. I guess I'm not hot now, right? Is that the way it is now? You have to go through these pictures and everybody's got their own thing, right? 10 years is not kind to everyone. Remember that. So what exactly is the 10-year challenge and what does it do? And why is it, is it even smart to even do this on social media? The 10-year challenge is just a simple social media fad that went viral back in 2019 and we consistently bring it back. It's pretty easy to take part. You just have to post two photos, one of your photo now and one 10 years ago. So pretty simple, pretty simple stuff, right? Not, not to, uh, you know, to get to that. But according to reports over the last few weeks, it started again and it seems harmless. Taking part can actually make you vulnerable to hackers. Yes, this is not good. It's called data mining. And many cybersecurity experts say, It's kind of a sneaky way for hackers to take over your computer. Remember, you've seen those innocent quizzes that say, oh, when was the first, what was the first car you owned? Or the name of your first pet? What was your first concert that you went to? These answers are the security questions uh, that when you establish your accounts online, and that's how they, and that's how they get you. So once you provide this information to the public, and that's what you're doing, there are all kinds of things that you haven't thought of, and sometime next year, they'll think of another idea on how to get this data, right? And then, according to Dr. Terrell France with Harrisburg University, uh, she says, you know, of all this, uh, to think of the idea of how to use the data in some way to take your information. Any personal information or pictures you put on social media could be used by a hacker to gain access to your account. So, think twice before you start posting all of these photos. And if you really want a 10-year challenge, look at your roadways. Look at those roadways and see that they're in the same spot they were 10 years ago. Like on I-75, it has never been completed. Or any other highway, for that matter. Or how about those soap operas where no matter how long you've watched it, it seems like they're still talking about the same thing. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He is making his first appearance on Lens Burning Bush. He is someone I started working with in the early 1990s. Yes, 
at radio station WFDU, where I would read the news for his Thursday morning program. Currently, he is still the host of the Imagination Parade on WFDU-FM, Sundays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Let's welcome the legendary Paul Butler to Lens Burning Bush. And Mr. Butler, it is a pleasure to have you. And I'm just going to say, hey, we're happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so very much, Len. Um, it's, it's funny. I was explaining to my wife this morning uh, that I was going to be coming on with you. And I said, I remember Len's first broadcast. Kind of nervous. Uh, we had Rip and Reed back in those days. The weather was hard to find, and you would literally rip the news off one of those little printers, uh, a dot matrix printer, um, and and prepare your three to five minutes. Yeah, it's it, fun. Do you remember that you came on, I think it was five minutes to nine? No. I would sit with you. It was like 8.43 in the yes. morning, right? Yes. I would sit with you, and and, and I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but you're bringing it up now, so I'm good with this. Um, it's, um, you know, what's really cool, and, and I wanted to give you a little bit of a treat. Uh, I want to see if we could do this again. We're doing this live on, on YouTube, or we're, we're, we're streaming this, so I'm trying to figure out if I could play this, but this is for you. I found your letter today you were just checking if i was okay and if i miss you well you know what they say just once in a very blue moon just once in a very blue moon and what i remember vividly is the way you would read that in the morning and it was eight forty-three, and you you posted on my social media when unfortunately we lost nancy griffith yes, uh yes. in august uh to cancer unfortunately at the age of 68 i believe uh yep. and you posted on my page and it, it was so I, I it just brought back so many memories so i had to play that for you uh but you do me a favor and just give me if you remember what you would say when you would oh, come I, up on I, oh. <laughs> I remember it so very clearly. i knew you would I it, it's funny because I've incorporated something without that song into the imagination parade. For me, it's like when Carol Burnett would tug her ear. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it was just a, a shout out to my wife. When we were broadcasting on Thursday mornings, she was always listening. At the time in '93, we were not yet married. And uh, I would say it's 8.43 in the morning, and I do, I do, I do enjoy sharing this program with you each uh, Thursday morning from uh, 6 to 9 a.m. here on 89.1 WFDU Teaneck, the voice of Fairleigh Dickinson University. And here's Nancy Griffith or Mary Black or, and there's a third artist who does the same song. Oh, the guy, the, the guy who wrote it, whose name escapes me yeah. for a moment. Um, and, and I would cycle each week and not play the same one. And it's funny because the one that you selected was not the one that I played from Nancy. It was her original recording. 
the one that I played, she did a live taping uh, in, in a room somewhere in the Southwest of a lot of great songs, that being one of them. And that was my song with her, so I would throw that out there. At, at the time, you recall, we were doing Music America. Yes, I do remember that. And Music America was a blend of Cajun, country. I just... A lot, a lot of different styles of Americana and international music. And so it fit in the style, and um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Oh, we I had some fun times. We did, and it was several years. I, it was, you know, it's funny. People think you know, you get making this money. We we'd come in there, and you know, we were volunteering to to do this. Absolutely, and, and it was it was tremendous. I, I had E. B. Uh, Fisher on uh, a couple of times already, and I I just want you to know that just because you're on episode ninety three doesn't mean I forgot about you. It, it, there's no there 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 was no method to my madness of who come. It's kind of like you start thinking about you know, with this whole thing on who's going to come on and who wants to come on. And, and, you know, I saw you a little more active on social media and I was like, you know, it's time uh, to get Paul on and, and, and talk about the times that we had back in, you know, the early nineties and doing this. And it was such a different technology uh, than it is oh, today. I mean, look absolutely. at us. We can, absolutely. yeah, we can see each other. We're, you know, we're streaming on YouTube. We've we're on all of these, uh, platforms now i don't even know how half of it works but it's working now and and that's a good thing and and we we you know seeing you and uh just having you on and talking about about nancy and again we you know sorry uh we lost nancy um you know she she passed and uh you know i believe it was august um she died at the age of 68 uh so she fought cancer for 25 years that's a it's a long time that's a long fight. It's yeah. a very, very long fight. Um, I, I don't know if you've had anybody in your family who was who was felt by that. I've had a few, and it is interesting to see cancer's journey over these years. I have a niece who, for the last five years, was doing cancer research at a university, and has assisted with some of these new drugs. Some cancers are arrested. They're not cured, but are arrested for a good long time by some of these drug mixtures that people take on intravenous. And they don't have to go through the chemo and they don't have to go through the radiation and they get to leave lead normal lives for, for a longer period of time. 25 years is a very long time. I didn't realize that, that she fought that, that long and that hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. And, and we've had some, you know, sad stuff I'll, I'll get to in a second. Um, uh, you know, obviously we lost uh, Bob Saget, uh, which was, cr- you know, cr- crazy uh, to think. You know, it's amazing how you look at somebody who's doing a show and then, later hours later is no longer with us. I mean, that's just crazy to even think about. Uh, but you know, Bob Saget died on Sunday last yep. week and, and he, uh, he, at, you know, the funeral was, was uh, Friday and it, uh, you know, he had all his, uh, the pallbearers were John Mayer, John Stamos, Norman Lear, Dave Coulier, Jeff Ross, Judd Apatow, Ted Sarandis, Steve Hale, 
And then, of course, they had Jody Sweeten, Candace Cameron Bure from Full House, Dave Chappelle, yep. Kathy Griffin, Chris Rock, and, and Seth Green. I, I, you know, what I've been doing, and this is, what is, <coughs> this is what's been great when somebody um, passes now. They don't really pass because there's so much material to now find. So Absolutely. I've been watching this week. I've been just going on YouTube and watching. Uh, I watched uh, Bob Saget on uh, Johnny Carson. Yep. I watched him, you know, doing some of his stand up, the old the Ronnie Dangerfield stuff back in the day. Uh, and he's got a podcast. I don't know if anybody listened to him. His, his did pod- not know yeah, that podcast. He was actually he did several uh, podcasts with, and he also brought on his. His uh, friends, of course, you know, it's um, it's a rough thing. But, you know, one thing that's kind of nice, I was talking about this last week uh, with with Lori that was on and we were talking about Bob Einstein had passed away. And Bob Einstein is Albert Brooks's brother. I don't know if you you, you knew that. Okay, I knew yeah. Albert Brooks. I didn't know who yeah. Einstein was. Bob Einstein's uh, Super Dave Osborne. Uh, he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm as Marty Funkhauser. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. so he... His one of his brothers was on this documentary that they were doing, and he talked about the fact that if he misses Bob, which he does, he just goes on, takes about 30, 40 minutes and goes on YouTube and watches him. And it's, it, that's one of the beauties of, of what we have today, that even though somebody is gone, they're not really gone. Yep. So it's very, very, yeah. very, very true. It's, it's. I will be 70 later this year. God bless. Wow. And you look backwards over your shoulder. I do, briefly. And there's a lot packed in. The road ahead, not so clear. <laughs> not necessarily uh, as long as you may want. And yet, I'm finding that I get to a more peaceful place with each passing that I observe that gets a little closer. Bob Saget was 65 years old. That's younger than me. There is a very clear, for me, touch when something like that occurs. When I look at someone younger than me who looked for all intents and purposes, healthy, vibrant, dynamic, and then they're gone. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a lot. Um, you know, we we've lost Betty White. Uh, you know, through it and at ninety nine and nine tenths. I know she was on the way down the stretch. It's like that horse that you're playing, and all of a sudden the leg breaks right at the end of the race. Oh, and or yeah, if you're in the feeling of generosity at 99 years she had 24 leap years and was only 17 days short (laughs) so she really did make it if you think about it i think so i'm going to give her the hundred they're actually going to pay you should they're going to pay tribute to her on nbc with a long special on uh, january 31st on nbc so there there's going to be this the the special for uh, for Betty White, but it's a one thing I wanted to bring up to you, and I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't, you need to watch it. I, I, I you will laugh, you will cry, you will have every emotion imaginable. 
Go it, for it. It is Afterlife, and it is with Ricky Gervais. It I, is, oh. It is phenomenal. And, and here's the thing. It, it, Ricky, Ricky talked about this when he hosted the Golden Globes. He says, I know you woke. You know, you're going to call your agent. You know, he's, he does his, his routine. Uh, yep. And he talked about, you know, if, if ISIS had a streaming service, you'd call him. You know, you know, you'd call your agent. Um, yeah. But he, he basically said, he goes, you guys are so boring. He goes, I have a, I have a show that oh, my wife dies of cancer and, you know, and I'm committing suicide. And that's a lot more entertaining than this. <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, it is, it is a, it is a tremendous show. I watched uh, the third season just came out. So there's, there's three seasons. And I watched, um, it was a brief, I guess, six episode set for the third season to end. And he ended it so brilliantly. And for those of you, go to Netflix. It is a must-watch. You will sit there by yourself and ball. I'm just so I, you know. I, I, I believe that yeah. that's... And there's nothing wrong with that. There was no, a, not at all. Jim not Valvano all. once said, if you could bring yourself to a great laugh and a great cry in the same day, <laughs> that is a great day. And uh, that it is a great day. That, that, that is yeah. a great day. So it's, uh, you know, <clears throat> anyway, you know, that's... Um, uh, but after life with Ricky Gervais, and I'd love to have Ricky on. Uh, I got to get in, t- in touch with him because I, I, he is so good, and, and yes, it, it's is. funny. I never really understood, or I watched a lot of British humor. I, I wasn't really. Um, then this is a little more British humor uh, with Afterlife, and I'll tell you, I enjoy the sayings and I enjoy the things that are on there. And I, I didn't watch The Office in Britain. I didn't watch any of that. I've watched Ricky stand up and I love what he does. Yep. And he's such a guy. Like I was, I said to Susan, my wife last night, we were watching an episode. She doesn't watch a lot of it with me. She just watches a couple episodes. But one thing I did say to her when I was watching it, I was like, I'd love to have a beer with Ricky Gervais. He just seems like the type of guy that would be so much fun to hang Down out to with. earth. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So in talking about British humor, have you caught ghosts? No, I haven't. Uh, this, this CBS comedy. It is, they touted, of course, as comedy's, yeah. you know, best thing since sliced white bread this year. It is done brilliantly, and it is another British export to our shores. And it's really done very well by the producers here. If you think about it, during the course of our lifetimes, so much of the comedy we see done in America by Americans came from Great Britain. Oh, yeah. Norman Lear, Archie Bunker, came from Britain. Oh, it did. And and so did, um, they had a show, Man About House or something. Man About House was actually Three's Company. They brought that in. Right. Uh, there was um, several, yeah. <clears throat> the, one, the, 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 the one with the guy in the junkyard. Uh, Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son is, was taken from Steptoe and Son. Another British comedy. So many of the magnificent comedies in America were taken out of the British context, reworked, and done so well here. Yeah, it's. uh, But again, I just uh, Ricky Gervais is is is, he's a he's a treasure. Uh, You know, obviously he does uh, all of it. He directs, he writes, he does it all because it's easier. It's like he he has final say. So he just. It's so much easier to get stuff done, he says, because I've seen I've heard an interview about it. You know, it's so much easier to get things done when you don't have to ask somebody's permission. It's like, I like the idea. Just go with it. Right. In that mode, I've been listening for the last 10 hours 
to the Mel Brooks autobiography on audiobooks. So it was interesting to watch the beginnings, the seeds that were planted early in his life and watch as you see in each step along the way, how he developed into the brilliant comedy mind that we've come to know all these years later. He really gives some magnificent examples of the concept of you don't know when you head down a certain path exactly where it's going to take you. But if your gut tells you to go, go there. Wow. You went there, to Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Like I never, if you would have told me that I'd be in Kentucky, uh, I would have told you crazy, right? You know, you take a bite out of New York. I, it, 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 but it's, it's a great place <laughs> to raise a family. Uh, it was it was fantastic to live here. The food has a little bit to be desired, but I uh, did get some bagels delivered last week, so that was good. Um, you can't get you know that kind of stuff here, uh, right. but you know we 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 enjoy it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Mel Brooks is it, just brilliant. I mean, the shows, the the movies that if you think about it, Young Frankenstein and High. One of my favorites was High Anxiety. Um, if it, you it just, get three guys together, yeah. Each one is going to have a different yeah. favorite. Yeah. And they're all, all, each one magnificent, mostly for its lampooning of another genre of the movies that came before it. Blazing Saddle. Oh, brilliant. <clears throat> the producers. Young Frankenstein. High Anxiety. Silent Movie. History of the World. Yeah, part brilliant. one. <laughs> brilliant. Do you know that they're coming out with a part two? Yeah, I heard that. I, you know, I just he enjoy it. I hold the script. Yeah, I hold in my hand the uh, eleven, ten commandments, or whatever. <laughs> no, he started with fifteen. <laughs> he started with fifteen. It was five, five, and five, yeah. and the third one fell off. Yeah, he's like ten commandments. Uh, brilliant. But, so I don't know if you ever caught this, but so obviously the producers, right? I mean, Nathan Lane yeah. was on Broadway. They, yes. they, they did so many different versions of Bialy stock, you know, all that stuff. Right? right. But one of my favorite things, and I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan yeah. uh, with Larry David and Mel Brooks. They had a whole season where they picked Larry. They, he wanted to. So the, the premise of Mel Brooks in this was he wanted to get the heck out of doing the producers. So if he casts Larry David in it, Larry would be the one that would kill it. So he gets he gets he gets fun with Larry, and he he just this whole season is just you got to go back and watch it because it, it is so go, good. And Larry David plays, uh, and he's he has to dance, and and he's got Matthew Broderick, and he had originally David Schwimmer. Um, wow. he, he had uh, Ben Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller rather was uh, was on originally. And he, uh -huh. he would piss off. He just, he pisses off everybody. And then he would, you know, so that was, uh, uh, the, you brought up the producer. So I had to, had to bring that yeah, up, but yeah, what yeah, a concept, yeah. right? Uh, come on yes. already with the producers already. We get, you know, we're just trying to kill this and they couldn't kill it because even Larry David made it. Couldn't into, kill it. Couldn't kill it. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's a, great. that's a great, uh, show. I, I love uh, all this stuff with everything now. It's just, you know, so much social media, so much stuff. And I talked about it a little bit in the rant about these pictures. And everybody's posting all of their private information 
on social media, their vaccine cards are posted. I, I, I had an episode. That's a little bit nuts. Yeah. I, but I don't know why, like people think that, that other people want to know that you are vaccinated. Does anybody, I mean, do, 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 I mean, I just don't, I, I, I have a, you know, this, this 10 year challenge and I tease about it. I'm, it's not, let's put it this way. Again, I said, there's bigger fish to fry in the world than the 10 year challenge on Facebook. But do you agree with me there? Do you want to post a picture of it? I posted a picture of you on, on my page that was yes. from at WFDU, which was a little bit, you know, you still look very good. Thank you. But this and was, this was a few years ago. Is, that picture is almost 30 years old. Right. But you still look outstanding. So, well, um, thank you. but again, this is your 30 year challenge. So they, you're, you, they, we should forget 10 year. <laughs> we got a 30 year challenge right here. <laughs> so wait, I, I got a funny story for you. A person who I went to summer camp with in 1968, saw the picture you posted. I have not seen her. We only reconnected maybe a month ago. She saw that picture and then private messaged me and she said, damn, you still look good. (laughs) (laughs) And I said to her, thank you. (laughs) The picture's about 27 or 29 years old and we both had a laugh about that um i you know it's funny i look at facebook it, it coming from two spaces i very much enjoy the people in my life who i share either memories or current happinesses with i don't have a whole lot of patience for people who need to get on there and go nuts about stuff, whatever it is, whether it be political or just like dyeing your hair for the 14th color in 14 days, too much, too much. I do appreciate the value of getting two different perspectives, one from some number of years ago and one from now. I never did think about it as, possibly creating some data difficulties. Um, I look at pictures that people post of myself with them from 60s or 70s or 80s, and I appreciate it. It's almost like you go into a diner on that drive up to Cincinnati. You haven't been to this diner before. You were a little bit hungry. You didn't have breakfast. You have to kill an hour because the guy you were going to meet says to you, listen, I need an hour. You smell hot, fresh oatmeal and somebody just brewing a pot of delicious smelling coffee. And for you, it takes you back to your grandmother's kitchen in 1970. Pick a number. Right. You close your eyes. You take in that smell. And in addition to your mouth watering, it touches you. You sit down and you say, I have a cup of coffee and a bowl of oatmeal. For me, those two fragrances, they bring me back to my grandmother's kitchen on Saturday morning. They live two blocks away. I couldn't have been more than about 11. I walked the two blocks. I went to my grandmother's. She had hot oatmeal. She just made a pot of 
percolate. Remember the little percolate? Yeah, the percolate, yeah. With the little glass bulb on top. So you smelt the coffee. You smelled if oatmeal has a smell. It did for me. And I could taste it. Without it being in my mouth, I could taste it. And it carries me back. So the point I'm making is similarly, those photos, when shared, for me, I always focus on the positive. I've been the eternal optimist. Both business associates and friends and family make fun of me all the time. I find the good and the upbeat in whatever it is I'm coming in contact with because I don't need the negative. I leave it behind me. I let it go. So to that end, that's the upbeat for me. The negative is people who are trying to hold on to their youth rather than allowing that to be then and this to be now and live in the now. Yeah, I mean, Just enjoy the now. I love the nostalgia part. I, I love, you know, catching up with you after a long time. We don't know, you always get a chance to talk. So this is kind of yep. nice. I love that. Yep. Um, but I will say that, you know, in my 50s, I'm having a good time. I mean, That's I'm having, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, I mean, pandemic aside, right? But all this other stuff, I, I, doing <coughs> this podcast has been my ultimate therapy. Uh, through That's this great. whole thing because I get to talk to great people like you every week and I have people listening to say, Oh, you know, I remember that. Or I had my friends from North Bergen on and they were like, Oh my God, I had friends like that growing up. I, I can, I could, I could see the street. Like, you know, when you were talking about it and, you know, just having different people on uh, and their different perspectives, uh, I, I enjoy it. it. It gives me something to look forward to. And, and that's, the way I deal, you know, but I love getting nostalgic. I just, uh, I just tease people about the pictures. Cause you know, obviously in, in 1993, I had a 30 inch waist, uh, you know, so I remember <laughs> I was, I was a lot thinner back then I, in, in, I, in the, a, in a brisk wind, we had to tie you down. Yeah, pretty much. And, and that was what it was. <laughs> it's funny how, you know, in high school, I, you know, I saw some people after, you know, um, you know, cause high school, I was really thin. I mean, I, I, you know, didn't gain too much. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's, you start getting in your forties and you're like, but people say, Oh, you filled out nicely. That means you're just fat. (laughs) Yeah. So it's okay. I, I, I went to the doctor. They said, you know, everything seems to be okay, which is good. And, uh, it is, uh, it is what it is. I, I, I like thinking about the times, the good times, you know, I had back, uh, but you know, I think, uh, looking at the photos today, you know, stop and, and look and just be happy that you're, uh, you know, you get up every morning and, and you know, be, be thankful for that at this day and age. So it's clear to me that you and I share the following. The passion of sharing. You do it so well. You present it so well. The reason my program has has been at FDU for 37 years is because I love the material. I love the the audience that it's intended for. And if that comes through with the broadcast, people are going to want to hear what you have to share and what you have to say. So my wish for you is that you can have another 30 years of doing lens burning bush (laughs) so that you can get to share what you are passionate about and what you have to say, 
because I'm sure there will be an audience that will appreciate your unique perspective and your your point of view. Well, I I love it. And Paul, why don't you tell people how they can consume uh, the Imagination Parade now? Because now it's consuming, right? You can get it on the radio, but you can also get it on your phone and all this other places. So why don't you spend this time to tell us how we can do that? So I'll give you the spiel. You give me a spiel. (laughs) I love a spiel. A bagel and a spiel. (laughs) There you go. You can tune in. Sunday mornings from 8 until 10 live by going to WFDU.FM. And when you get to our homepage, you click on Streaming Live, HD1, because we have three different streams coming out at the same time, and you can listen live. And and the, the, the line I often use in, in the program is, no matter where in the world you are, if it's 8 a.m. in New York, you can get the Imagination Parade. We also have on the site, the uh, archives and the last two weeks shows are available as well. We've been celebrating our birthday as it were since the last week in December, and we're going to be going for a few weeks, weeks more. And, and over these last few weeks, what I've done is blended current artists for families and kids with the artists I was presenting 37 years ago for families and kids, singers and storytellers, uh, blended together in, in an hour. On your smartphone and your tablet, there's the WFDU app. It's free, and you can listen that way as well. I posted a link to my page uh, that had your uh, bio from WFDU-FM also. So. Thanks. Thank you so much. You know, it's funny. You and I, just before we, we started recording, you had mentioned one of our um, friends from back in the day, uh, Carol Bogard. Yeah. She's uh, uh, an actress full-time, and she just booked a national commercial. She's not allowed to say what it is, but she said it was very funny, and and, uh, when it comes out, she'll let us all know about it. Um, She was touring with Fiddler up until everything got shut down. She was on a two-year contract, and she only had about six weeks left to go. I got to see her in Providence either January, late January or early February of 2020. And she was absolutely magnificent. Magnificent. She played Yentl the Matchmaker, which oh. is one of the kind of secondary is, major characters. Is that throughout the, the show. matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a yeah, match? Yeah, yeah. That's, find that's me a the fine. one. <laughs> She's, she played that role, and she did a wonderful job in the cast. We may have been in Providence, but I could have just as easily imagined myself in a, in a Broadway in a Broadway theater. Wow. They did a great job, great job. Well, kudos to Carol because she she was great at WFDU, and now she's doing well. I might have to uh, give her a call see if she'll want to uh, do the show because uh, you know you'll you'll more. find her on Facebook, and I'm sure she yeah. would be happy happy. Well, I can't believe we've done. Uh, all these shows, 93 of them now. Uh, you're a number 93. You can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow along on Twitter at Lens Burning Bush because you'll want to do that, right? The YouTube channel is new, so go and subscribe. You got to hit the, the bell, like, whatever, at Lens Burning Bush. Um, search for it uh, and find, but we've got video now. So, uh, in addition, go to the YouTube channel at Lens Burning Bush. You can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. And, Paul, you can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. But make sure you say, 
Lens Burning Bush podcast, just so you know. I, w- I, I want to add sure the podcast because do I don't know what's going to happen. Otherwise, there's iHeartRadio, Podme, all of these these good the good things, and Pandora has it as well. So all the platforms, uh, we've got the episode, and it's just a, it's a fun time, and I, I appreciate so much for you to join. So is this ironic, or was it uh, done on purpose? You do realize, you were telling me earlier today, our first broadcast together, your first time behind the microphone was in 1993. Look at that. It was fortuitous of me. I did not know. Episode 93. Look at that. I did not plan that. So you are, <laughs> that is not, it was accidental, but great. It, it, it's amazing. But I, I can't believe, and, and, and you, you put up with me when I wasn't very good. Um, and it's kind of nice to uh, where at least I can read now. <laughs> you know, it's funny because both you and Eby yeah. first did your newscaster work on the adult program that I was doing back then. Yeah. And um, you're both dynamic. Wow. And you've come a long way. Well, Honing that craft. You were the reason. Were. You were the start of it, and that's kind of how it – how it all good, but I, I love it. Uh, it. It's fun, and uh, I appreciate you joining because it's uh, you know it means a lot to me that you'd after all these years you want to come on and and kibitz with me. I had a I had a blast. <laughs> well, and and we're gonna see. PM me your address. We're gonna see if we can get you some of those good bagels. Oh, out there thank in goodness! The, yeah, Kentucky. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna leave us with uh, with this again because I think uh, people want to hear a little bit more of the way we used to do it. Today. You were just checking if I was okay. And if I miss you, well, you know what they say. Just once in a very blue moon. Just once in a very blue moon. Once in a very blue moon, Nancy Griffith, uh, may she rest yep. in peace. And that uh, that song is terrific. So I wanted to leave you with that. Uh, Paul, thank you so much. Paul Butler. Thank you, Len. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.